0: Mm. I need all the wins. Yeah, yeah. ain't no L's. I gotta get in no call quits. Yeah. yeah, gotta keep on moving no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. yeah, better move out the way, cause I'm coming with harder hits. My head is as hard as a brick, but I'm harder than all it is. You better move, you might get knocked out. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the Designated Spitters. Derek, what's up, fam fam? How you doing, man?
1: I'm good, man. I'm not as irritable or disgruntled as I was the last two episodes. You know, yes. a little, little bit more encouraged this week.
0: We're a little happy. We're a little, a little happier. We are definitely a little happier. And I talked about it um a bit on game season today. Uh, I think you actually had the prediction... Spot on. Did issue five and two is what you said last time?
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know if it was so much a prediction as a hope. That was kind of you you had asked me what Mm -hmm. would make you satisfied or maybe what would what Mm -hmm. would you be happy with? And five and two. And I have to stand by that. It would be hypocritical of me to say, well, I'm pissed we didn't win today. And five and two is pretty good homestand.
0: It is. I'm right there with you, man. And, you know, I, I said I I I said it multiple times. I'm like, maybe it wasn't the best way to put this, but I was like the best slash worst case for the Yankees is a split. Mm -hmm. If it's the worst case, let it be a split, not a sweep. So the best slash worst case for the Yankees would have been a split. And that is what they got. I guess the encouraging thing here is that the Yankees could have won every one of these games. Yes. And that's the same thing that we could say in the Tampa series is that they could have won every one of those games. And Tampa somehow has found a way to, you know, whether you want to say maybe a little bit of bad choices led to it or bad decisions, but Tampa did their job, and they split at Yankee Stadium.
1: And they're getting a little banged up now too, but, you know, I feel like we've seen more fight in the last several days from the Yankees than we have seen All season. Something's going on in that clubhouse. You know, maybe it's getting Bader back. Maybe it's having Judge in there again. But, you know, maybe it's just up there not putting Aaron Hicks anywhere near the field anymore. (laughs) Who knows? But something feels different about kind of like the way that the team Mm -hmm. is interacting. I think Mm -hmm. the emergence of Anthony Volpe is huge. We'll talk more about specifics about his hitting later. But you're seeing him play with a lot more confidence. You know, he made that run by himself. He's hanging out with Rizzo and and Judge. He looks like he's one of the guys now. Uh, Rizzo's looking great. Um, bullpen's been a mixed bag, but um, Domingo's been good. Uh, there's a lot of lot of good things to talk about.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And if you take a look here, Game One, the Yankees lose it eight to two. They come back and win six to five. They come back again and win nine to eight, and then they lose eight to seven. So even with us sitting here saying that the Yankees could have swept, I mean, the Rays could look at the series too and go, "Well, we we could have easily swept too." Mm -hmm. So I think both teams are kind of looking at each other right now. It's like, Hey, you know, we know that both of you guys are beatable, whether it's the Yankees and the Rays coming a couple of months as the one, two teams, who knows? We'll see what happens. We are about to go face another American least American league East foe in Canada, the blue Jays, but the Yankees do got a tough schedule coming up as the chat is talking about, no doubt about it. But I do think the thing the Yankees can walk walk away from this series and go, we are also fully not healthy. Mm-hmm. Giancarlo Stanton is not in that lineup. Look at the guys we've been throwing we've been throwing out to the pitch. Right. Clark Schmidt is obviously not a starting pitcher. I mean, we we kind of can see this now that he's pitched decent. He's not really a starter. Uh, Nestor Cortez continues to get hit pretty hard, and the Yankees have Rodon shelved. Severino shelved. They don't have all those guys back yet. The Rays, on the other hand, have been kind of playing at full health throughout most of the season. They, they're getting a little beat up now at Rasmussen and a few other things. But the Yankees should walk away, even though they didn't get the victories. They'll face them again, I believe, in the end of July, early August. But they should be looking at this series and going, guys, this team we could beat. Like, this is not some team that we cannot beat that is just way better than us.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like... uh The Yankees are Evander Holyfield after a couple of rounds with Tyson. It's like, it's like, you know, he hits hard, but I'm still here. You know, it's you know, maybe I can come back and win this thing. Yeah, I feel like um, we saw some really good signs. Uh, You know, Rizzo is obviously red hot. His Mm -hmm. back is obviously fine. That's a testament to you know having left-handed hitters in in Yankee Stadium, which you know the Yankees should do more of. Uh, I, I feel really good about. Uh, Jake Bowers, last time that we were on, we were both kind of skeptical, but I'm getting more and more confident in him each time and each day. And uh, it's not like it it, it is with, you know, when Franchi was hot or when Matt Carpenter was hot. Like, that was otherworldly hot. What I'm seeing from Bowers is I'm seeing a guy who has, you know, pretty solid at-bats and hits the ball hard and fights off pitches, and he's not like a strikeout machine. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: no doubt. Um, You know, apparently – From my understanding, the Yankees apparently really do feel like that he has something there. Yeah. That there's something that clicked for him and that something is there and he's going to continue to improve and continue to get better. Got our first super chat of the day, my guy, Ruben. Thank you, Ruben. (laughs) Thank you, Ruben. He said we lost today because of Boone's usual bullpen mismanagement. Amanda offense these last 10 games has me much more confident. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something real quick, and and I'm happy, Ruben, actually, that's a great segue into talking um, about the management style of Aaron Boone today. Aaron Boone, whether people say, hey, maybe this is somebody up top calling this, or it's the analytics they kind of pre-planned this before the game. If if they do pre-plan these things before the game, Aaron Boone has no leeway. It's mm-hmm. like you must do what happened. And the reason I say that is you look at today's game and the Abreu move, going to Abreu right there in that situation, which is by all means not one of your best relief pitchers. Mm-hmm. Derek, you know, one thing me and you like to bring up a lot is that we got to see the dynasty years, and, and we recognize that a lot of times our references come from that because, you know, we, we got to witness that. Guys like Ramiro Mendoza. For anybody that is more, you know, maybe 9 Yankees, a couple of years before that, a couple of years after that, David Robertson was nicknamed Houdini because he could get out of any of those situations. That role, that spot right there is for your Houdini. Yep, It's for the guy who can say, damn, base is loaded. This is tough. You know what? I could probably go to Abreu. Let me give him a clean inning. If he has to pitch today, fine. But in this situation... I gotta go with somebody who I feel like is in that inner circle. Remember, Joe Girardi had a trust circle. Yeah, <laughs> and he had like his little circle of guys he trusted. He's like, I'm only going to those guys. Right. That this situation called for that.
1: Yeah, That's maybe true. like
0: Ian Hamilton. You know, a yeah. guy who's who's doing it all. You kind of got him closing. You trust them. Yeah, That situation to be called for somebody other than Abreu. Yeah, I felt
1: like it was a good spot for Mike King, and I get that they're mm-hmm. trying not to overuse him. The way I was looking at it is I'm a probability guy, right? I, I believe in probability. He's not a guy who gives up a lot of home runs, and he had that kind of freak opposite field home run that he allowed the other night. Yeah, And I just didn't think that you bring him in there, he's going to allow a grand slam. I said, bring right. in Mike King. I agree that that Schmidt should have been out, but I also think he should have been out earlier. You know, yeah, uh, I
0: agree.
1: Uh, but I have no problem going to Michael King in the middle innings because he showed last year that he he was very valuable that way, where he would come in and throw you a couple innings and let your offense, you know, kind of take charge. Right. That's what they were doing when they were on that great streak last year. That's the role mm-hmm. he was in. But because of the ineffectiveness of Clay Holmes as a closer and the fact that you've had to go to Wandy and you've had to go to Hamilton and you don't have yeah. that lockdown closer. You've kind of had re- to rely on Mike King in the back end of the game. And I think that's what they were planning on today. But the problem is, you got to get there first. And that yeah. was the highest leverage situation, like you said. I didn't even consider bringing in a Brayu at that point. Like, I wasn't, when I saw that he was warming, I was like, a Um yeah. <laughs> But I, 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 again, we're just going to deal with Boone all year on, on this kind of move. Um, yep. But I agree with you. It's probably a better spot for Mike King.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. <clears throat> My thing is that. I, I guess the biggest problem I have in situations of games like this is when I watch this game and obviously I'm I'm calling the game. You get a Bray, he gives it the home run, and then a Bray really doesn't give nothing up after that. My other main concern is that the Yankees then went to Weber. Like this game didn't mean anything. Right. I gotta be honest, like he had the first and second one out. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to flip shit here if this guy <laughs> blows his game. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would why would you bring this guy in to blow this game? It doesn't it, make sense to me. It was an early and, punt. And, yes. And can,
1: can I can I just interject something? I think that the what you're seeing from the Yankees' offense the last couple of days may have even been a response to that. I think they might be sending a message to their manager like, hey, we'll let you know when we're out of the game. Right. Uh, I, stop. I,
0: I'm right. I agree. I
1: like agree. I, that's the type of shit that goes on in clubhouses, right? Especially yep. if you've lost a clubhouse, where that you know that they don't want to punt in the fifth inning with this, with a three hundred million dollar lineup. You're gonna punt in the fifth inning? Yep. Come on. I,
0: I, it, it just makes no sense. And like you said, I mean, we seen it the other day in the seventh inning, down by five runs. He's going, all right, I bring you on weber That's it. I guess guys, we're done. And I remember immediately saying, my I'm like, guys. It's not that I just want Boone gone. It has nothing to do with that. It's the fact of the message right. being sent to the Rays is that hey, you guys take a pretty large chunk of a lead. We're done. We quit. Yeah. We're out. You're gonna see your Webers. You're gonna see the, the the long relief guys that we have. And today I'm like, I remember watching it going, you know, all these people that go Pete, these are kind of these are pre planned things. I'm like, you know what? Maybe yeah. they're right. Maybe maybe they sit there and they go, hey, today, this is the order.
1: Yeah. It might this be.
0: guy, this guy, and this guy. That's the order today. That's it.
1: Yeah. There's no way for us to know without being in the room, but it, it looks suspicious. <laughs> Some of these moves are just so so unorthodox. Um, yeah. I Look, um, I, bullpen management has been a problem for Yankees managers for years. You know, uh, Girardi had that problem. And then, you know, uh, even Joe Torre. The, he had a circle of trust that was two people. It was Mariano oh, Rivera so, and Scott Proctor Scott until Proctor. his arm and fell and off.
0: And tanny, tanny and Sturz got in there for a little yeah, bit yeah. and died. Stirts, yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, Sturz. ran him into the
0: ground. I remember one game with Tori that uh, to this day just cracks me up, man. And I remember I was the same person I am now as like nine years old, 11, 12 years old, still screaming at the screen and stuff. And there was a game against Boston. And matter of fact, I think it was the game, if you remember, where – Jeff Karstens broke his leg. He yes. Got hit with a line drive. And he brought in Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers. Lefty.
1: <laughs> Lefty specialist like 12, for like one batter only guy. And they brought him yeah. in to, to just take a, a beating. He was
0: like, yeah, just go out the rest of the game. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, maybe that left such a mark on me. that Anytime I see anything like that, I just start to flip out. I can't help it. But speaking, <laughs> speaking of guys that are starting to make a difference, this young kid right here, Derek and oh, yeah. Volpe. I, I said it on the stream joking around. I was like, guys, if Volpe gets us to one run here, I'm going to be... Hype and then boom, immediately off the bat, Anthony Volpe does what he's been doing. What is his three homers over the last five games?
1: That was a, um, and that was an impressive one too. That was a hanging slider. That's what you're supposed to do with hanging yeah, sliders. Right. Look, uh, he's been showing a lot more power lately, but also the weather's heating up and he's a guy who hits so many balls in the air. How many balls did he hit to the warning track in the first two weeks? Quite Those balls are going to start carrying out. Okay. Um, also, as I mentioned earlier, he just looks so much more confidence and like confident and and like a, a bigger part of the team. You see him hanging out in between two guys, Judge and Rizzo, in the dugout. That's exactly where I want him. I want that Volpe sandwich and those two guys is the bread. Um nice. you know, uh he's a legit superstar in the making. You know, he's going to be a I'd say he's going to be a 30 home run guy eventually, 50 steals every year. And he's just getting started. He's not even 80% of the player he's going to be. He's probably he's probably 70% of the play here, player he's going to be uh, in a few years.
0: Yeah, so, he, he is, he's been absolutely amazing. And I know you bring this up uh, a couple of times. You talk about his baseball savant page. Well, it's continuing to get better. Yep. I mean, if you look at that right now, guys, there was a time earlier in the year everything was blue. The barrel yep. is going up. And the main thing, I know you guys hear about this a lot. You're like, oh, Pete, what does it mean? Well, when when you barrel the ball, exit velocity goes up. And that is what you're seeing from Anthony Volpe. I mean, the sprint speed, we know that. The walks, we know. Hard hit percentage. These are all trending in the right direction. Yes, he strikes out. We understand that. We get that. But Anthony Volpe, as Derek said, is showing why fans need to be excited about him and why teams wait for prospects. And why we should be patient. And bingo, why we should be patient. Many people, many people were screaming at me. Give up. I mean, he's he's not good. He can't hit. He's hitting 180. Enough is enough. Come on. Now it's going to his defense. He made one error. And everybody's sitting there going, guys, we've watched this guy for years in the minor leagues. A lot of us know how good this kid could be. Just give him time. Look, if he's, I've said it. If he's batting 190. Come June, July, I'm going to be sitting there saying, the kid might need time at AAA. Yeah. Like, he really might need that. Hey, kid, hasn't worked out right now. Let's go down there and get you back on track and get you back up here. But Anthony Volpe right now looks unfreaking believable. And the spray chart, I
1: mean, I'm looking up the spray chart uh, that you just had up. Mm -hmm. Hits a ball to all fields, power to all fields. You Uh, you know, he's hit home runs to right field, center field, and left field uh you look at the k percentage is like not good like he 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 strikes he's in the bottom 20% of the league but if you look at the chase rate he's really great at that so what that tells me eye. what that tells me is that he's adjusting to big league velocity he's behind yes. yep. but that's going to get better as he gets more reps wouldn't shock no me doubt. if by the end of the year that is more around league average, maybe a little bit below because he got off to sl- such a slow start with the strikeouts. But yep. the next couple of years, that's only going to get better. The expected batting average is low because early on he was hitting dribblers and pop-ups. That's going to go up as that exit velocity goes up. He's he's getting stronger. And And the one thing we haven't talked about, outs above average. That means how many outs do you create at your position? Yep in relative uh fashion to the league so he's essentially in the top 29 percent of the league as a rookie that's yeah. damn good and his arm can still he like his arm can still get stronger he made it stronger last year i suspect he'll make yeah. it stronger this year we've got a big enough sample size now that we know that that 30 percent of the league arm strength that's we that's what it is right it's yeah, not going to it's not going to be in the 70s by the end of the year it might go up a a point or two it'll probably go down as he gets tired i suspect that he's going to get back into that pitching camp or whatever this winter mm-hmm. and next year you'll see that at you know 40 40 percentile and
0: then maybe 50th percentile next year you know yep and a good thing too about anthony volpe is he plays the game so fast so he yeah. plays a lot quicker right so quick even release. if that even if the quick release is everything for him and and then we got to talk about the other Anthony because I think if there's an MVP of the Yankees as of right now on the offensive side of the ball, it is definitely Anthony Rizzo. Yep. Anthony Rizzo just continued to impress. Now, I want everybody to look at, at these numbers here on the Baseball Savant page, but everything there is sexy and nice. The sexiest thing between last year and this year, look at all the hits to the right yeah. side that are typically outs. Yeah. And that the defense the last year,
1: if you look at his his defense last year, was down because of the back. Yeah. And yeah. the defense right. is back to all star level. Uh, he's yeah. still too slow to be stealing bases. I still feel like he gets thrown
0: out on the bases a bit too much. But <laughs> yeah, he, he he's one of those guys who thinks he's fast. Yes, exactly. But he's not. <laughs> it's like Tony Lakes. Come on, man. You're do, you're doing the good things you got to do. Let the let the burners be the burners. Leave and, that alone. Driving to runs like
1: and I don't want to hear Yankee Stadium. Look at where those home runs are landing.
0: Oh, 15 I mean, 20 bombs. rows deep to they're give me the. Bombs.
1: they're talking on the broadcast that that just shows you how deep like the, I don't think that these broadcasters think about the game or what they're gonna say before it actually gets there you know no, what I mean like they don't. you look at this number and you look at his stats his splits obviously they're better at home but that's just because he slumped a little bit on the road that's these true. are not porch home runs he's hitting the ball 15 rows deep how many upper deckers you think those balls aren't going out in Baltimore or no, Tampa on. Bay or
0: Toronto no, these on. are these are no doubt about at home runs um really anywhere and uh, again one of the things you brought up earlier is those lefty bets yeah and he's he's such an important one now uh you know a lot of I had somebody tell me earlier they said Pete but he always gets off to a good start and then you know the back starts getting cranky and all that and he starts to slow down a little bit my only answer to that is that guys we don't know that you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could feel like it's an every year thing. Anthony Rizzo right now, you got to take what you're getting and you're getting a very, very good version of Anthony Rizzo. He's worth every single penny right now that the Yankees put in on him. Yeah. And there was a lot of people going, Hey, get, go for a better first baseman in the off season, get a better first baseman. He's good, but he's not elite right now. Anthony, Anthony Rizzo is looking elite and, you know, the the shift, we thought it would make a difference, but it is making a major difference. But as Derek said, the power is also still there. You know, and the power hasn't left.
1: Y- you think about the Yankees' all-star representative. At this point, it has to be Anthony Volpe as your top vote-getter.
0: Yeah, you would think, no doubt about it. I mean, I mean Judge going to get Volpe, votes because he's
1: Aaron Judge. But, Aaron uh, Judge
0: will get him, yeah. yeah. Aaron Judge will definitely get him. And speaking of Aaron Judge, two home runs. Swore the ball today was a home run I just in missed the ninth. It. Everybody got pissed at me. Pete. Come on. You made me think it was. A- I thought it was a home run. What do you want me yeah. to do? The ball looked like it was absolutely launched. The pitcher. Yeah. Um, uh, Adam thought it was launched.
1: Yeah. And Judge's so, reaction. He he kind of looked at it for a second. It. Like, you know, you know how he does that thing where he just kind of mm-hmm. in a big moment like he did yesterday. I was I was jumping up and doing one of these, you know, I was like, ah, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people were probably doing that. Bro, I saw <laughs> on on Friday on on the NYYPD crossover that we do, yeah, uh, we talked about whether or not it was timing or whether or not it was an injury that was lingering. And I think he he showed us this weekend definitively oh, that it's timing. It, yeah, I said he's he's he he was explosive again.
0: Yeah, I said the same thing. I said immediately. I think it was the first game of the series. I said, man, his swing looks good again. Yeah, like, that swing look. He's taking full hacks. Like it doesn't look like he's half assing it. Like he's taking he's taking full cuts. And, and let's be honest here, man. If, the Yankees aren't doing dick without Aaron Judge. in no. <clears throat> I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. The Yankees aren't doing dick. It doesn't matter who's there. They're not doing it. So before we get into some Yankees starting pitching talk, I want to also just look over the rest of the schedule coming up. So four against the Toronto Blue Jays, three at great American ballpark with the reds. They're off on Monday the 22nd, three against the Orioles at home, three against the Padres at home. And then on the road, West Coast series starts up. I believe it's three against the Mariners, and I think they play the Dodgers like yeah. immediately after that. So Stanton's going to
1: be back for that, hopefully.
0: Hopefully. And again, it doesn't get easier, guys. I mean, yeah. these, this is a tough schedule, no doubt about it. I, I really haven't pinpointed the schedule enough to say if this is the toughest part of the schedule for them, but it, it, it can't really get too much more difficult than what they're doing right now. And the series against Toronto is... Almost just as big against Tampa. Yeah. So it really doesn't slow. And the Yankees had a chance to come back in this game today. They don't do it. I don't think that's going to carry over too much to Canada, to be honest. I think they're just going to start up fresh, ready to go. And the thing holding back the Yankees right now, in my opinion, is, as you said earlier, Bader coming back seems to have meant a lot for him. The energy is there. He just provides so much. That catch, man, today. Catch was phenomenal. Ridiculous. Catch of the year so far?
1: 21 steps. I counted. That's a
0: lot. It's got to be catch of the year.
1: Typically, well, well, the year's not over, but so far, yes.
0: So far, yeah, no doubt about it.
1: Um, you know, typically a great catch. I like to count the the number of full strides that a guy will take trying to run one down. Thirteen, fourteen is typically all you get on a great catch before somebody has to lay right. out. He had tw- he took twenty steps. That's so quick. That,
0: that is difficult, man. And I don't—I don't mean quick and speed. I mean he like knows where the ball is gonna go, like that. Like his yeah. route, his route taking is phenomenal. And well, his it, you know, time is great.
1: Most most coaches over the last you know a couple of decades have taught sprint to where you think the ball is gonna land, and that's yeah. why a lot of guys will treat BP as you'll see them taking mini routes. You'll see them kind of mm-hmm. just kind of start. They'll run like four steps towards where they right. think the ball is gonna land. And then stop. You don't want to yep. necessarily play it live, but that that you're training your brain to. It's like getting rebounds. How Dennis Rodman's trying to read the spin and and, and exactly. see the ball's going to end up over here, over there. Uh, Bader is one thing that sticks out to me is when there's a line drive to center field. By the time the camera cuts to center field, he's already sprinting. Whereas if yeah. when IKF was out there, you see him kind yeah. of, oh, 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 you falling know, falling
0: around where the ball may be going. Yeah, that that, that reaction time is completely different. Um, I gotta answer this uh, comment real quick. Um, Acevedo says, "Pete, why are the Yankees not trying Stanton at first base?" Well, come on, man. I mean, we we just <laughs> we talked about one of the main reasons why, and that's Anthony Rizzo. And the other reason why is where the why the hell would Stanton play first base for? There's
1: there's there's so many responses to the to that question that I don't even know where to begin. Do you really want Stanton doing a split at first base? The man would break in base. half.
0: His, yeah, he's
1: the it. least flexible person in the field. You know, you'd be better off putting him at
0: catcher. Yeah. I'd rather put IKF at first base. Yeah. Any day yeah. of the week. I mean, I just, just put just, bro, just put IKF. Because he wouldn't have to throw you'd the ball. It. You uh, don't look, have to uh, throw the ball that's Stanton's
1: big. He's got a big frame. I'll say that for him, which is something you like. But you got to create first baseman over there. Um, DJ can back up sufficiently. No reason to even consider Stanton. Here's what I would tell Stanton. I'd say go play right field once or twice a week to spell Aaron Judge so he can DH. You're gonna DH the rest of the time. I don't care if you hit the ball off the wall. Just take your time. Yep. Take it easy on the yep. legs. If you end up on first base, I'd rather you have a single in this one game than be out for two months because you tried to sprint. Yeah. I'd rather have your deadly bat in there. Just take just get healthy and take it easy on the legs.
0: That's all yeah, I want. He has from him. To. I mean, that—that's the the thing with him is that it's just at this point, everybody knows it. I don't think any Yankee player would have an issue with it. Nobody would. At the end of the day, they need him in the lineup. And the funny thing about Stanton is he's one of those guys that are just different. He makes everybody in the lineup better. He could be 0 for 25, and he still yeah. makes everybody in the lineup better because he just strikes fear in pitchers, no matter what. Yeah. He's one of those guys. There's not many like him. Yeah. Manny Ramirez was like that. I think Judge kind of has that ability. But there's just something about Stanton that, if he's in your lineup, everybody around him immediately is better.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you just you took the words out of my mouth. I was getting ready to say the the fear that he instills in pitchers. You you as a pitcher at a, at the major league level, you know that your life is always in danger with a comebacker, right? Mm-hmm. But he's got the highest caliber, oh, you know, man. aiming right at you. You know, that that yeah. one that he hit off of Tanaka, I'm I don't know how Tanaka still has a head.
0: Thanks. <laughs> I mean, Stanton has, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a major difference even in Stanton and Judge with how many balls he has on oh. like 110 miles an hour. Like, it's Yeah, like we, we talked about that. Difference. Yeah, yeah, it was it's like a huge gap.
1: I think it was 116 mile an hour plus. Yeah, and, it's insane. And, I mean, and it was yes. ridiculous. It was like, Stanton had like Judge, 130 and Judge had like 72 and he was in yeah, second place.
0: It's, it's like, yeah, it's like a major <laughs> gap even between those two. And you're like, well, you know, Judge kills them. Yeah, but Stanton does it like every time he makes contact.
1: There's a great as a rocket. That's I mean, I love those outlier type of players. If you look at a statistic and I don't know exactly what this, it might be ERA plus, it might be ERA or whatever, but you look at Mariano Rivera uh, compared to other relief pitchers for the duration of his career. And he's like three standard deviations above the norm
0: better than everyone else. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, Mo Mo is the goat for a reason. Yeah, Absolutely. Speaking of, guys, the Yankees need to get back. Carlos Rodon, Making a little bit of progress here. If you want to call this progress, I mean, that that he's alive and he's throwing a baseball (laughs) is progress, in my opinion. So I'm going to talk about it.
1: His arm has not been completely amputated yet. It's it's, it's positive news.
0: Good enough to me. Carlos Rodon has through from 60 to 75 feet today and yesterday. So that is two days in a row, guys. That's a streak. When you got two days in a <laughs> row, that indeed is a streak. Ugh. We got back-to-back days of throwing a baseball. This is maybe more significant than any of us could even put in the words.
1: You know, I, It's I tend pretty to think, significant. I tend to think of a streak as three. I don't think we're quite there yet. Uh, two mm-hmm. is like, you know, if, uh, it's like I've had spaghetti two days in a row. But if I've had spaghetti three days in a row, it's like, man, I've been eating spaghetti all week. I'm on a a streak.
0: You're a pasta freak at that
1: point. Man, I eat a lot of pasta. I eat eat, – the amount of pasta I eat would be offensive to most people.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be able to walk. (laughs) I eat a bowl of pasta, I gain six pounds. So if I eat every single day in a row, forget about it. I'm not moving anywhere. (laughs) That's it for me. But they need – I mean, I feel like for the Yankees to go anywhere, they need what we've all wanted in the offseason, and what we are expecting to come true at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully, it comes true by the end of the season and they're in a good position to go to the postseason. And we have a chance to see Cole, Rodan, Sevy, however they go about it. What are you expecting? I mean, do you are you at this point even sitting there going, I mean, he he's gonna pitch at some point? Or are you just like, you know what? If he ever gets on the mound, cool.
1: Yeah. Um so I think he's gonna get on the mound. Um so I actually spoke to a doctor about this. Um mm-hmm. chronic what what could a chronic back injury look like to a pitcher without knowing the specifics? And to me the 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 most probable situation is arthritis, right? Mm-hmm. From repetitive stress. If it's a disc, they would be talking surgery, but they're not. So it's probably chronic inflammation, which can be healed with a cortisone shot, or at least made negligible, the effect. I expect him to come back, and I expect him to be at full strength. And I don't think it's going to be that long. I think they'll have him before the All-Star break. I really do. What might happen is that, and and this is what terrifies me because it's going to put that label on him. If he comes back through the rehab and he's tentative and he's changing his delivery to try and protect the back, you're going to see the elbow go. Uh,
0: The elbow, yep. Right.
1: And um and that's and that that's what I worry about more than anything.
0: I'm right there with you guys with 35 likes away from 100. Smack that like button for us. Um <clears throat> here here's my thoughts on Carlos Rodon. I haven't changed any opinion of the guy I have. I know there's a lot of people that want to put the whole Carpavano thing on him and he doesn't want to pitch and this and that. I don't know, man. I still see I still I still see a bulldog. You know what I mean? I do. I still see a bulldog in this guy. He's not hiding away anywhere. Yeah. He was with the team recently. You know, his wife basically came out and was like, yo, all this stuff is bullshit. He, he, right. He's going to be on the mound. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, apparently, if you listen to, to, I think it was Joel Sherman who said it, he got people telling him that Rodon wants the pitch already and the Yankees are saying, let's take it easy. You yeah. kind of don't have to jump the gun too much. Let's Let's relax with it. I have My opinion of him hasn't changed. I, I think he is at a health when he's healthy. He's one of the better starting pitchers in baseball. I want to believe in him. I'm going to continue to believe in him. Uh, just because he has this, it, it is a big setback, and I get it, and fans should be upset, and I completely understand fans being angry about it. I am still choosing to believe in the guy, and yeah. the guy that I wanted for all these years is now here, and uh, I'm hoping that he's going to be a big contributor to this team. Winning.
1: It's easy to be down on the guy when we haven't seen it. But the minute that he goes out there and he throws a two hit, you know, seven innings of shutout baseball performance with yeah. fourteen strikeouts, everybody's gonna forget that he wasn't around. You know, it's the yeah. recency bias. Uh the, the guy that concerns me a little bit more, I think, is to Severino, just because he always has multiple injuries, you know, and I'm worried, you know, that they're gonna get him back and he's gonna pitch well, but then you know, something's gonna break down in, in August or September. Um, let me ask you a question. Cause I've been thinking about this. Let's say he does come back and pitch. Well, you know, let's mm-hmm. say he he has a Severino style second half, right? He goes 11 and two, 3.2 ERA. Do you I sign him? Ask. Do oh, you sign? No, no, no,
0: me neither. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I thought you were going to say, would you trade him? Like if would he would come back you deal and he deal shows him if he's health, red hot. I mean, I don't I know would. if I would deal him if you got a chance I to win. I think I would. It depends really? on what it is. Yeah. Um, here, here's my, here's my reasoning why. If Carlos Rodon is back and he's looking good, Garrett Cole's still fine, right? Everybody's there. Nestor maybe gets back in track a little bit, and you're like, ah, it's yeah. looking pretty good. And Seve's out there, pretty good. Three point yeah. two one ERA. Yeah, healthy, looking good. And let's say a team calls you up, and they're like, hey, we'll give you this very solid outfielder for the mm-hmm. remainder of the year, and two pitching prospects. Yeah, that are above double-A. I'm like, you got to sit back there and go, are we really going to re-sign this guy one and two? How do we not take this right now?
1: I like the idea of getting another couple of double-A prospects because our double-A team is already stacked. And I feel like if you just stack a team enough, they learn how to win together. Mm-hmm. And then you move up the system together. You know, all those Well, 90s- look, at,
0: look at the Joey Gallo trade. Clayton Beater oh, yeah. is looking yeah. amazing in double-A. Fantac- I would have him starting over Clark Schmidt right now. (laughs) Right now. I
1: don't care if he takes his lumps. I mean, the guy throws 102 miles an hour with a nasty
0: breaking break. 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 At least one time through the order, he's going to dominate. Probably got a decent chance going through it two times. Yeah. But, yeah, it's so tough. Um, Just going back to your original question, would I re-sign him? I can't. I can't do it. Because you know somebody's going to give him a lot of money. If he shows that he has an arm. Yeah. And he's pitched. Somebody's gonna pay Severino. I can't see the Yankees doing it. I, I can't. And I agree. You know, a, a lot of times fans and-, and Yankee, and this is fans in general. We we want to stick up for the player more than the organization. Mm-hmm. We always want to go, but he wants to pitch. He w-. Well, we got to remember this guy also held back an injury. Yeah, that cost him pretty badly. That affected the team. This guy also showed up late to a postseason game. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not questioning if Severino really wants to be an ace in New York. I'm not questioning, maybe I'm not questioning his character. All I'm talking about is the things that we know have happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's the guy. I want to say, you know what? We'll give you a, a five or six year deal again. After what have you thrown? 25 starts since 2019. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't do it. I.
1: The only way I would do it is I would say. Take a one-year deal first. Mm. Show yeah. us, show us over a full season that you can do it, and then we'll think We'll talk about it. But he wouldn't do that.
0: No, no way. And his agent would have. No, his it. agent would, would laugh you out the door. If He'd be like, that. no, you, you, you threw. You able to make eleven starts? You know what I mean? You were able to make eleven starts. You're gonna get a five-year deal somewhere. Somebody's gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Then I mean, for for him, and don't get me wrong. Like like when I say I really like Luis Severino, I really like Luis Severino. I think he's yeah. excellent, but. I I I can't I can't do that type of deal um, to lock him in long term. I, I got to ask you because we have two more starts since the last time we talked from Nestor Cortez and then also from Domingo Herman. Mm-hmm. Domingo Herman again looked good. Nestor Cortez struggled again. What is it in your opinion with Nestor Cortez at this point?
1: So Nestor actually, you know, he retired nine in a row before the wheels fell off. What yep. I said on my post game that day. If if you notice, that was the same day that McClanahan also kind of wilted. That was Mm -hmm. the hottest day of the summer so far that the Yankees have played and the most humidity, the hottest real feel. I know as a pitcher in the past, uh, the first first time you come out there and it's just really humid, really hot, you wilt a little bit early. And I think that happened to both of them. It's just something that happens to, to pitchers. I'm not super concerned about. Um, Nestor but I do think that he needs to maybe mix in some more of the funkiness we haven't seen the mm-hmm. funkiness as much this year I think maybe the pitch clock is forcing him to uh, make a yep. decision about his pitch quicker and and you know it it, it kind of blocks out that extraneous thought of hey maybe now would be a good time what he needs is a button on that pitch that says funky and then he can just kind of you know <laughs> what he
0: wants. yeah i'm gonna do that a funky. Be legendary <laughs> that'll be legendary um <clears throat> when it comes to me with nestor i, I i'm i'm kind of taking a, a step onto the boat of being concerned um not that nestor cortez is a bad pitcher but that nestor cortez probably isn't that 3.05, 3.1 guy yeah. that I that some of us were expecting him to be. My biggest concern is again that cutter. Right-handers mm-hmm. are just sitting on it; they're just waiting. They're taking the off-speed stuff and they're just sitting back. They're waiting for that cutter on the inner side of the plate, and they're yeah. just bombing it. This is going back to last year, towards the end of last season when I, I picked up on it early and I was like, huh, let me keep an eye on that. And then you just see a more and more as right handers are waiting. They're not chasing the change up. They're not chasing much. They're sitting back and waiting on that cutter to come in. And he typically keeps it up in the zone. He's not a cutter low guy. He's a cutter yeah. up in the zone. And they know it's going to break into him. And if it's up out of the plate, they just drive it. And yeah. I feel like there's an adjustment on his end that needs to be made, and I think he could do it, but we haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, what you're seeing is, you know, he's trying to get on the handle, of the bat, just like Mariano would do. Uh, he doesn't throw as hard as Mariano, obviously, but he gets a, right. a, a nice big break. He's got pretty good command of it, and it's pretty late. So, you know, he's trying to get in on those hands, and and the hitters know it's coming. Problem is, if you if he if he actually gets it in. All they're going to be able to do with it is, you know, hit a chopper to third like they did a little bit yeah. la- yesterday with some double plays or hit it foul. The problem comes when he leaves it out over the plate, mm. which he's doing too much this year. And I think the reason that he's doing that is because he's not quite as fundamentally sound in his mechanics as he was last year. He just looks mm. a little bit, I don't know, it, it, it almost looks like he's dragging his arm a little bit. Uh, just. Right. Look, I'm not a professional pitching coach. I've done some scouting, but I'm, uh, to me it looks like he's just just a tick behind in his momentum going towards home plate. What I would want to see him do is work on the backdoor cutter for a little bit. Yes. Uh that keeps your shoulder in, that keeps you focused on that outside part of the plate. Try and try and, you know, throw it on that outer part of the plate and get some, you know, called strikes with it. Get the guys looking out there, get their eyes moved to the outside part of the plate, and then you can come in. Right. Yeah. No Turn doubt. it. You reverse it. Right now they're looking for it in. Make them start looking away. You got to make that adjustment. His stuff is fine. His stuff is essentially unchanged over the last couple of years. He just mm-hmm. needs to spot it better, make less mistakes, and and be more strategic
0: with it. No doubt about it. And what's your thoughts on how? Domingo Herman has looked. And is do you think he's coming very, very close to strangling Aaron Boone if he tries to take him out of another game? I mean, he's gotta be close at this point.
1: I hope I hope that he's learned his lesson about strangling <laughs> people. But um here's my thing with Herman. He's always great for a half a season. And True. right now he's hitting that True. stride where I really believe he's gonna be the pitcher we've seen the last few weeks. Most of the time, he'll have his clunkers until yeah. about August. Yeah. And then he's gonna wilt.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. and it's like it, it's like early on, right? When everybody was healthy, we're like, you know what? He's a really nice number five starter. You yeah, know what I mean, he's because, like you said, a lot of times they'd be consistent, then have a clunker every now and then, but yeah. mainly that gets you through five. Yeah, you know, he can do that.
1: The fact that we're getting our rotation back together hopefully has me feeling a little bit better. I mean, you consider yeah. that Clark Schmidt, who is now I don't know one in four, one in five, with oh, like a God. six point something ERA. <sighs> He was our number two starter. Johnny Brito was our number three starter. He's got Sorry. an ERA over six. Yep. And the yep. fact that we're only whatever seven games back, or you know whatever it is, maybe eight, I don't know. But we're we're over five hundred. We're hanging in there. I feel like we've got a shot to make a run with it with the pitching yep. coming back, with the the hitting heating up. I, can we talk talk a second about Aaron Hicks? We haven't even mentioned his oh, name. Oh God, please. He's been away from the field all week. Um, my most liked tweet ever yesterday was uh, I posted that AI oh, of him yeah, like that. stalking. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: that was great. That was great. I'm sorry. You like I kind letter. of feel bad about. It. I was like I love it. Please, I want to frame this. Can I get him to sign <laughs> it and frame this? I hope he
1: saw it, man. I just I want him to go away. But I I just think it's interesting they haven't used him. He has you know he had that groin issue and then or a hip issue and then mm-hmm. the next day he said he was fine. Yeah. Yet they still haven't put him anywhere near the field. I just think it's something going on with Aaron Hicks.
0: I mean, I think the thing is that we had a couple of questions I'm about him too, so that's actually that's actually perfect. Um, I, I think the thing with Aaron Hicks really is that I mean, who at this point now, who is he better than? You know, look, I mean, no, like you look at the regular guys like Bowers. Come on yeah. now. I mean, Look, Bowers can hit 210, but you know he's gonna pop one every now and then. He has a pretty decent eye too. Right. I mean, who is the person to put him in there for and be like, you know what, we can get him in there now. And Stanton's coming back. I mean, what is his role? Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm
1: gonna go out on a limb. I think that uh, he won't be around for the Toronto series tomorrow, and I think that we might have his spot replaced with a pitcher because they need a they need an arm on the staff right now. Big. And you don't need an extra You mean, bat. You mean
0: IL or do you mean gone? Either
1: either IL or off the roster completely. But mm. he, I don't think he's going to be on the twenty six man headed because you don't need him in Toronto.
0: No, um, you wouldn't. You're right. And,
1: and you know, you think about it, the pitching staff is completely depleted. You need another arm. You could maybe you if definitely. you put him on the IL, yeah. or you put somebody on the IL. My guess would be Hicks. You can call up Davey again. Yep who just threw three innings and had a few days off. That's a very Cashman-esque move. Let's put this guy on the IL. And that might be why they didn't play him this entire series because they yeah. they saw this coming. They want to have it retroactive where they can sit him for, you know, four days and then bring him back if they want to keep
0: him. It's so, the same thing they did with Peraza. Yeah, I mean, Peraza went deep there. They today. waited multiple days. He went deep today in his first at-bat, yeah, in and, and AAA. Speaking of, I know we like to touch on prospects every now and then, Um uh jones is about as hot as you can get again another three hits today so expect any <laughs> what are, what, day now. what are the they coma. waiting
1: for what are they yeah, waiting I, for?
0: I really don't know i i think they wanted to probably see how he was going to bounce back from his yeah. first slump and he's bounced back in, in a major way and probably quicker than even expected so yeah i don't know how jones is still in double a and another guy too that you talked about a lot uh you know i i saw some more video of him again i actually spoke to some people about him Everyone in the world that I talked to is like Austin Wells could actually be up right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's how good of a hitter this kid is. He threw a couple of guys out the other day. It's um, it, it's interesting, man. Um, the the one thing I will say this about the Yankees: we talk a lot about lefty hitters. Boy oh boy, did they got the lefty prospects though. Yeah, they got the lefty swinging prospects, no doubt I about mean, it. Well,
1: Cashman had to have recognized that you know you know over several years we had all these righties. Yeah. You have to recognize that it's ineffective at Yankee yep. Stadium. And now with the shift going away, you know, all a, left, all a left-handed hitter has to do is what Rizzo's doing, essentially, which is creep up on the plate, cover mm-hmm. the entire plate, yep. and try and pull everything, <laughs> essentially. Right. Yeah, Go to left field That's once right. in a while to keep them honest. Yep. You know, but at Yankee Stadium, you don't want to hit fly balls to, to, to left field. You want to rip the ball to the right side. Not now that screws you up on the road. Sure it yep. does. But... um your hope is that with somebody as strong as like Spencer Jones, you know, Jason Dominguez, you know, yep. some of these guys, they're going to put up some numbers, man.
0: Yeah, they got a lot of them, man. Wells, uh, Trey Sweeney. Wells, I by the way, a lot of them.
1: Would you rather have him DHing than uh, uh, Calhoun right oh, now? I mean, even, we'll,
0: not even a conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, not it, even a conversation. I just
1: don't see any thump in Calhoun's bat. I mean, and even the other the home thing- runs he hit were like fourth row, like, you know, and he hit him as far as he could possibly hit it.
0: Yeah. Calhoun doesn't have, there's, there's no pop there. There's no, I mean him and him and Anthony Volpe are the same height and Anthony Volpe could drive a ball further than him any day of the week. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, Speaking of Austin Wells, uh, just to, to put this out there, if anybody doesn't know, just a fun little fact, I I believe this guy almost more than anybody is going to be a Yankee because, and I know some people might be like, well, that has nothing to do with it. And I might think it does him and Anthony Volpe are best of friends. Yes. Best of friends to the point mm. that he's actually lived with Volpe's parents for quite some time.
1: He's a good kid. Uh, uh I've uh I've talked to some people who are they know Austin Wells mm. and they tell me he's just like a great, like a fun clubhouse guy. Yeah. You
0: know? Yep. yep. He's very he's um I know he's uh probably get along good with some Yankees. I know well Higgy, Higgy may not be there with him because of <laughs> him, but he's a big outdoorsman. I know that, and apparently, you know. He comes from the school of winning. You know what I mean. Yeah. These these kids want to win. There's, there's a uh, that is gonna be the defining legacy of Brian Cashman. Yeah. How these kids pan out and how they work out. If these guys work out, it's gonna be very very good news for Brian Cashman.
1: Yeah. Forget they about they his contract. Hide. He's he's running out of life. He's running out of Facts. generations of players that no you know. Doubt. This might be the last generation of players that he has a chance to to bring forward, and that might be why he's. Yeah you know, been prospect hugging a little bit on some of these trades, but you know, hopefully some of them work out.
0: Yeah. No doubt about it. And uh, I know somebody in here just said that uh Wells defenses was holding him back. Well, there's a big, there's been a big improvement there. And yeah. I I've, even I've, had, I, his arm is great. His arm is excellent. He's, he's definitely gotten a lot better in that regard. And I even asked, um, asked somebody who watches them all the time, I was like, actually Yankees farm, you guys know who Yankees yeah. farm is. And they have a podcast, him and, um, and Dane, and they they talked about this on the podcast, and Dane asked him, he's like, is he a better catcher than Gary Sanchez? And Yankees farm uh, Carlos was like, yeah. He's right. a better catcher than Gary Sanchez. No doubt about it. Like, Gary has a cannon for an eye. He might beat him there. Mm-hmm. But everything else, game call and framing, uh, even defense behind the play, blocking, blocking balls. They're already saying that Wells is a, a, is around that level, if not slightly above it. And if yeah. that's all he is, folks, that is good enough. Yeah. Uh, that's good enough with his bat. His bat is legitimate. And I do believe right now he's ranked as like the number two Yankee prospect ever since everybody graduated. I think he's yeah. So two since
1: now. Volpe graduated, yeah, he's in the top three for sure. Um,
0: yeah, I think, I think it's Dominguez him because Peraza also graduated. So he wouldn't yeah. be on the list anymore and Peraza potentially on his way back. But let's get quick predictions of the series with Toronto. Uh, four game set. Manoa on the mound tomorrow uh, it says to be determined still for the Yankees, so I'm not certain who it's supposed to be. I don't know if it's I'm trying to think who pitched the last game. I mean, it's got to be set. it's got to be Brito, right? Brito, right? That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. So if it's Brito versus Manoa <laughs> in Canada, yeah, uh, that's a that's a that's a tough one. But I'll go and say this again. I'll say the Yankees split this series.
1: Yeah, I, I think Manoa and Gossman's games are going to be tough, but I think the Yankees can win the other two. Um, Garrett Cole, I feel like. Is going to bounce back. Um, you know, he he showed some improvements. Uh, you know, he only went five and, and gave you two runs. You got to get more than that. But I saw some better things. Like, he kind of overcorrected a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, Nestor, he's, he's going to be in a dome. So, he's not going to wilt in the heat. So, you know, I feel good about it.
0: Yeah, I- I'm okay with a I- – I would honestly be okay um, with a split – Couple of quick things, guys, before we wrap up. Thank you, guys, so much for helping us out on Apple Podcast. I think we got a couple of more reviews in, so I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, leave your voicemail for all rise tomorrow morning. Um, that is uh, again the numbers 6160 So drop all your thoughts, concerns, whatever it might be, in for the voicemails, and then continue to get the likes up as always. Derek, any um last remarks?
1: No, I just uh, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by what we saw. Five and two home stand. Yeah, sure, three of it was against the A's, but you know they got off the mat a few times, which is more than we could say a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you, man. There there's <clears throat> there's things to be concerned about, but there's also additional positives that I don't think we had last week. One is the fight. There's no doubt about it. This mm-hmm. team has fall back. I remember um the game. What was it? The uh, game three when they were down six nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, this game, they're over. The game's yeah. over with. They lost. There's no doubt about it. And then I remember Aaron Judge said that when Cordero finished up, he came into the dugout and was like, guys, we're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's let's win this game. And they immediately came out there and was like, oh no, we're not dead. Like They rose up like the Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, they were right back in this thing, and they absolutely dominated. So, before I wrap it up, we got another super chat, so we'll get to that. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Ruben, thank you so much, brother. He says, Wells last year at one point was said that his framing was near the level of Trevino. Hicks' home run was so 2018 that it brought back his injuries. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. So we appreciate that, Ruben. But game coming up tomorrow, guys. You know that I'll be here to cover it. You know that Derek will have the recap for you guys. Thank you so much as always for tuning in to Designated Spitters. With that being said, guys, we are out. Adios, talk to you guys later. You can't make this game great, it's bomb funny, huh? Gotta keep my tissues when you now are honey, huh? From the same, I say they love you made funny, huh? You can't match my energy, and yet you know it, huh? Oh, yeah, man, away too cold, huh? Yeah,